As protectress, Marga's hut was the largest, draped with elk skins and gold medallion curtains. She'd awoken that day from her oak bed to the far-off screech of pterodactyls and reached for the moonstone she'd been given by the enchantress. The elderly mage told her it would give her strength in fearful times. She turned it over in her hands and watched the colors turn a faint blue in the early morning light. She thought suddenly of the night guards who she'd left just three hours earlier to watch the borders of the village while she slept for the first time in days. She slipped quickly out of her soft muslin dress and laced her leather corset, wrist guard, shoulder straps, and rabbit skin sash, over which she draped her heavy medallion skirt for added protection. She hesitated for a moment to observe her bow, propped by the doorway. It was elegantly curved and had a hand-carved upper limb, the shiny leather grip that had worn perfectly to her hand over time. The strings were well waxed and taut, a hobby of hers that had become more important in recent weeks as the raptors had been closing in from the west. She pressed her palms together, bowing slightly, and said a prayer for the safety of the village. She had inherited this position from her mother, the twelfth protectress of Dolenguth, at the age of sixteen, when she completed her years of target training and began accompanying the guards on their rounds. At first, she had been uncomfortable with the sudden status, the new brass armor, and the way her warrior trainers bowed to her in respect. When she was given her mother's protection bow, it all began to make sense. The way her hand fit into the grip made her feel as though she was holding the hands of all of her female ancestors at once, and her shots became increasingly steady. After a few days, she began to walk tall, and no longer blushed when they addressed her as a queen. She understood the importance of her training, and the need for her warriors to have direction. She moved gracefully into her position of power. She began stationing new guards that had also come of age in her year, giving orders for new or upgraded outposts to fulfill her duties of keeping the families of the village well protected. Once Marga had settled into her new position, her mother had informed her of the expectation for marriage within her first two years of becoming leader in order to secure the family lineage. Marga had little interest in the lead warriors that she could select from, even though it was something expected of her. Lately, the topic of child-rearing hadn't been discussed amongst the caretakers who were busy caring for her mother and preparing for the impending threat of attack. After Marga inherited the crown, her mother was moved to the elder hut next door, where her grandmother had passed last harvest season. As first elder, her mother had no further responsibilities other than advising her daughter— However, her mother's recent sickness had the protectress arranging the city's affairs herself. Marga reached for the bow and parted the curtain of her hut. Outside, lead caretaker Louette waited with a tray of goat's milk and almond cakes. Morning, Lou. Any trouble? Louette bowed. No, madam. The last runner said it was quiet. I'll watch. Marga gulped the goat's milk and pocketed a cake, then bowed her head in gratitude. And mother? She's still asleep, barely got a wink last night with the fever, Louette said. Make sure you get more gumroot from town and plenty of mineral water. I'm off for morning rounds. Good day, madam, she said, 
bowing into the elder tent.